When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, Josh. I think we were kind of promised a semi-normal game week, game mm-hmm. week 25, despite this Manchester United double that we were talking before we hit record. Yep. Everything seems to be conspiring against FPL managers in game week 25, <laughs> despite like the constant presence. I guess that we can call this our Valentine's Day show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jared, Jared Bowen, I'm asking you live on Always Cheating, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> he did, because like part of it is like, okay, yeah, I get like, you know, uh, this idea that there's these highly on players and their, you know, their points don't count exactly the same way as your lower on players or whatever. But still, when you're looking at your team and your 11 starters this week mm-hmm. and you see like 18 points, just getting those extra 15 or 14, whatever we're going to get from him today, it mm-hmm. feel it, it just rounds things out a little bit, right? It just looks better <laughs> than 20 because uh, I'm looking at a lot of zeros across my team. I've got the zero from Cancelo and that means Sufal comes on for one point, which, you know, awesome. Better than zero. Better than zero, yep. Uh, zero from Trossard. So, you know, he's not starting Starting the easy fixture, but we'll be starting the tough one. So is it even tough, though? I don't know. We'll talk more about Man United later. Uh, one point from Rafinha, subbed at halftime. One point from Jota, subbed on late. One point from Dennis when he got his his weekly yellow sure. card. Yeah, he loves um, it. Yeah. So, uh, but Cucurella, the one player I was on the fence, ah, should I just hold my transfer? I brought in Cucurella. I got six points from him. And who knows? I mean, he could do something away to Mignot. At the very least, like that transfer is already a net gain. So I'm happy about that. I believe you are now officially cuckoo for Cucurella. Uh, is that fair to say? For Cucurella, yeah. This sounds, this is like the banter you were doing with that waitress. <laughs> <at> this, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the Brandon does his dad jokes. Dad, dad uh, jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I've seen many ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I see Livramento. I see Jota. I see Dennis. Yeah. Um, and th- I, I suffered from not having a playing bench this week and I still yeah. haven't been able to offload my Chelsea assets, James, Mendy, uh, Ben White, Arsenal don't play. So yeah. they blank. Josh Explain. Brownhill looks, yeah. looks sensational today against Liverpool yeah. but only gets two points there he is on my on my bench uh so I think I it was frustrating to see big players like Jota and Cancelo benched but I think uh especially Jota we're really going to need him in the double for game week 26 so if yep. we have to take it on it on the chin in game week 25 so be it now yep. we've, now we just got to focus on the rest of the season yep and I um my, I'm planning to triple captain this week. We'll talk more about that later, but I haven't even brought in Salah yet. I'm going to hold off a, a, the Champions League is at midweek and let's just wait for any chaos. I mean, I thought um, I, I put the question because I wasn't able to watch. I ended up catching like the last 30 minutes of the match, but I, I didn't see the the beginning, although I, I did catch up with, with highlights. Um, you know, 
he's played a ton of minutes and they threw him right back in after playing 120 minutes and, you know, three consecutive uh, African combination matches. He played for 30 minutes, looked good uh, coming off the bench um, in midweek and then played today. He was your captain this week, right, Brandon? He was. Yeah. So he was my transfer De Bruyne out for Salah. We talked about this on the Patreon podcast, just risk De Bruyne not starting. And it yep. proved like to be a worthy risk. He didn't play a minute. And uh, I was feeling, especially after the, you know, universal Manchester United blank earlier in the game week, feeling great about Salah as a differential captain. Totally. Watching that whole match, my read was, I I think it, it, he just seemed somewhat out of sync. And you can get these moments or these matches from Salah at various points in the season where, you know, it's just he's not in either he's not in sync with his teammates or he's just not in sync with the ball. I don't think he looked bad. I don't think he looked tired. I think it just, he, it may be that he needed these 90 minutes to sort of get back into the rhythm of the team. So I, 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 I'm not not fully discouraged by um, triple captaining him going into game week 26, but I think that it does uh, need some more discussion. It does. So that, and that's the theme of this week's podcast, which is uh, five. We decided you got, you got, you got to pick a theme here, Brandon. You know, for these double game weeks, right? And so it's five key questions, just to make things nice and simple. Okay, yeah. Five key questions for double game week twenty six. And Brandon, I'm going to because these podcasts go along. I'm even going to tell you before we get into them right now for anyone listening. Maybe they've never listened before. Here uh-huh. are the five questions that we are going to answer on this week's podcast. I okay? love it. The T, the T O C, right at the top. That's right. Question one, quick takeaways about the FPL assets to target and avoid for each club. Question two, are we totally 100% sold on solid triple captain? Question three, Mm. what are some under the radar options to consider for double gaming 26? Question four, what forwards are we supposed to have exactly? This is a this is a, a you know a, a evergreen question, Brandon. But certainly very important <laughs> sure. for for double giving twenty six as well. Uh-huh. And then uh, question five is: To what degree can we ignore the doubles and just focus on really quality single game week players? And Jared Bowen, mm-hmm. obviously, being a a prime example here. He's like, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, when did he turn into? What is, what even is he right now? He's like what Aryan Robin <laughs> or something? Like, what what's going on with him? It's like it's crazy. Well, there were moments in that West Ham uh, Leicester match where. I saw Antonio was like legit playing in the midfield. This is not like Harry Kane dropping yeah, deep. This is yeah. like Antonio taking up a right midfield position and Jared Bowen in the number nine. It Moyes is clearly utilizing the form that Bowen's in. And guess yeah. what? Jared Bowen is actually an incredibly talented footballer. And I don't know yeah. that we need to discuss it beyond that. No, I mean, because we have many times earlier on the pod, but I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, it was sort of interesting. I just thought that, um, I, I mean, it's a real level up. It's kind of fun to see a player really make the level up. And that's that's what's happened mm-hmm. with him. It doesn't it, it doesn't feel like it's a fluke. It doesn't feel like he's going to come crashing back down to earth or whatever. I, the, the, on the Antonio front, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's interesting parallels possibly between him and Salah, right? Just two players who who just have probably played too many minutes. Yeah so far this season. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, I just, you know, I said I would do this to somebody on Twitter, Brandon, but okay. there, there's a, there's an idea out there. I'm not really sure why. Cause I'm like the charter member of the Steve Bruce fan club, Brandon, but there's an idea <laughs> out there that I am, I am negative about 
about well, the Man United thing is 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 real and accurate. I can't sure. get, I can't get away from that one, even yeah. though I respect the club and I think Old Trafford's a great place to watch a match. But the uh, the Newcastle thing, I think, is is a false narrative. I am I have like Newcastle. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, put aside my my feelings about sports washing for a second. I I'm like I'm into I, I like a lot of the players in the team. I love Saint Maximum. I I I love their fans. Like I, Saint James Park is one of the places I'd really love to go see a match. But well, wasn't your issue? Your issue last season was you thought Bruce wasn't getting enough credit for keeping up a crummy, uh, you know, squad. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that, that it wasn't that you had a bad taste uh, for Newcastle. And I mean, whatever that that is in the past. What's happening right now is yeah. Newcastle won the January transfer window, it seemed, and they yeah. appear that they will comfortably stay up. Yeah, I will also while I'm in the walk back zone here. Uh, that was that was more of a clarification than a walk back for the record. Okay. Uh, Jaden Sancho, possibly, possibly, I was too harsh in my in my assessment of midweek okay. that he is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm walking. I, it's not a full walk back. It's because he, you know, he could pass more. Okay. Yeah. He could. I'm pass looking. I'm looking yeah. at our producer right now, and I'm asking them to uh, isolate that audio of you admitting <laughs> you were wrong, Josh. And yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we should, share we that widely. That, we should pull that clip out. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, he scored. You know, scored Mignon's only goal, and he probably created the best chance of the match um, early on when Ronaldo uh, rounded the keeper and then hit the ball slower than a slug walks okay. across. Right, a, right, know, let's, a, a I, let's, let, I want to yeah. squeeze some juice out of this one. T- tell me about step-by-step <laughs> uh, step your emotions watching this as a Ronaldo captain. Well, it's funny because I was helping, um, I was helping my, my five-year-old make breakfast. And so I had it on the iPad next to me. And so I actually, I didn't see it in real time. I saw the highlight, you know, like when the, uh-huh. when a moment like that happens, like a really agonizing moment, they showed about 45 times mm-hmm. consecutively right mm-hmm. after that. Um, usually like the, the, the play has restarted and they're still showing yeah, the one of those replays yeah. that looks really absurd given how slow Ronaldo's shot was in real yeah. time, slow it down even more yeah. so in the slow-mo replay. And it's, yeah. it's really absurd. And any experienced fantasy manager knows that when something like that happens, that player is guaranteed to blank. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like in that moment, yeah. They should have just pulled him from the game. Like there was no way. There was no way. Like it just. I know. Like we've just seen it so many times. Like you yeah. miss. If he scores that, maybe he scores three more. That you know on the day. But missing that chance, I just you felt like it was. It was kind of over. And yeah, I mean, I'd gone for Ronaldo over Bruno. I was. I was shocked a little bit by how high Bruno's. Um, ownership his you know it's effective ownership so yeah. basically his uh, how many players have him then captain him and it's like 134 percent um which uh, was much higher than i was expecting at least in the top 10k um so yeah i mean as far as my rank goes i'm on i'm on 35 points but i have five players left to go mm-hmm. this game week uh, assuming that trusser gets in there Cooper, and I, I would expect Cucurell to play i would expect ronaldo and Bruno to play i'm you know especially there's uh, apparently there's some kind of mild injury with Cavani. So I think that makes it pretty likely that Ronaldo starts again. Uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm down, um, about 10 K and so I'm hoping that with five players on Tuesday, I can, I can scratch, scratch that back. And I'm like reasonably optimistic. So, yeah. um, and you're, you're all out, right? I'm all out on 36 points. Uh, so yeah, not a great game week for so me. My look- five players, Outscore you. I, it's like it's going to be like I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I don't, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> we'll to 100%. We watch with great interest. Um, <laughs> uh, and I've dropped, I've got a uh, like a 35K red arrow right now. And, you know, I'm hoping to keep that within the 50K range given yeah. the, the Manchester United Brighton 
yeah. double coming up. It feel yeah. doesn't feel great. Not having any of those players, I would put that game at a 1-1 draw, something to that yeah. effect. So I don't think that it's going to be ca- catastrophic totally. for anybody who's underrepresented in that double. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll just call it a pure watch and, and have some yeah, fun. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you when we did our Patreon pod on Thursday was just, uh, you know, schedule a big a big meeting with your staff you know like a good 90 like a you know maybe a full-on two army yeah. maybe do like a like a performance reviews for every single person in your department yeah. you know your, yeah right your, your, your but I, I feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm kind of uh i'm kind of like been budgeting my rank rises over the last month so i had a big 80k jump last week yeah. and you know me being out of free hits at this point i need to have yeah. these big 80k jumps to make up for the inevitable backslides yeah. that i'm gonna have game week 25 is one i'll make up some more yeah. ground with doubles and 26 etc and so we go yeah i mean it's you know it, like you just want to come out net ahead over like a month or so yeah. right you yeah, can't you right. can't yeah you, know, you can't play a game week to game week too much it's, it's just too uh there's too much stress involved so all right well let's let's uh oh yeah and then you know one final question here Brandon, before we get into uh game week 26 is you know dan parson asked i think an important question he says uh, should fpl consider bringing back points at any stage of the season, or are you happy with the new system? What do you think? Well, you know, I like the introduction of the Jared Bowen uh, chip. Uh, I think that's <laughs> yeah. been fun, you know, yeah. and that, that yeah. we get to play that's it every soul. week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the fact that everyone gets this chip and everyone gets to play it every week, um, you know, it's it, it it's not like it's unfun, but it's uh, it's not very challenging. The game is not challenging in that aspect. I agree, Dan. <laughs> the game has become challenging now that you can't get points from your forwards. That was a right. a twist in the tail, Josh. We didn't That's see coming. True. This we season. weren't expecting that, and that is that is a uh, the season long story. Yeah, but I remember I, back to game week one. I feel like it was like didn't everybody score like between eighty five and one hundred and five <laughs> points? Like I want more yeah. of that. I don't sure. care if we all own the same players. I want more. I want. I want. I just want to see my players score goals okay like yeah. i felt i was happy bowen got a goal bowen got an assist today i wasn't thinking to myself oh like who cares like, everybody has him like what a what a like uh this doesn't seem like a very fun way to watch matches you know <laughs> to like sort of like neg yourself you know when when your player scores yeah. hey, this is my most used sports joke this season is somebody hit the buffalo wild wings button and uh, i feel like we're at that point where yep. somebody in FPL Towers needs to hit that button and yep. generate a little bit of excitement for all of us watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, we have all these doubles. Like, we just need one of them to turn into a yeah. mass. I mean, we should get that this week. And, you know, let's use that to to make our way into our um, Game Week 26 talk. Uh, but first, I did want to say a quick thanks um, to everyone who supports the Always Treating podcast brand and patreon.com slash always treating. This is always the time of season when you get a lot of FPL dropouts, such a long season, that 18-day break. Um, you know, uh, just a lot of people, you know, we get these messages, the dropouts, you know, hey, uh, you know, enjoy the pod, but I'm I'm done with FPL for the yeah. season. Lost <laughs> see, interest. See in, yeah, see in August, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for everyone who who's supporting the podcast, we really appreciate it. Everybody who wants to support the podcast, please do. Brandon, we have been talking about doing an always cheating mini league tournament and yeah. you you're the point person on this so i'm i'm putting you on <laughs> okay. notice on okay. the podcast here all right boss uh, yeah let's 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 make it maybe in march we can make that happen yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna try to make fantasy fun again with our patreon supporters uh we did the manager of the month award as well that's a our t-shirt giveaway that we do every month for the highest scoring player for that 
highest scoring fantasy manager for that particular yeah. month. Um, and uh, we're doing weekly podcasts um, all the time as well. We got to figure out our schedule this week, Brennan. You and I are both traveling. So. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. oh, wait. Actually, no, I'm not traveling until Saturday, so I can do it. We're so, going we're, we're, we're we're to work it out. We're going to work yeah. it out. Also, a yeah. heads up to uh, current patrons who are on the Slack. Producer Zircan is running a contest in the five aside channel so everyone's got 50 million pounds to build a five aside channel we're giving away a free t-shirt so uh check that out if you're on the slack and a quick thank you to our newest uh newest and returning patrons brand some are new some are returning maybe they they heard they've heard my pleas brandon mm-hmm. connor siegel ralph sund tom rogers and artem Ermishin. thank you so much to our newest patreon supporters let's take a break brandon we'll get back and talk about game week 26 We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brian, we're back. Game week 26. I've already ran off the five questions, so I think we can just jump right into them. Well, let's go. Yeah, and uh, the question one, kind of simple, but I think it's a good like kind of table setter for, for everyone who is, you know, just, I mean, it's easy for us doing these two times a week podcasts to have a very good sense of who's playing and yeah. who we should target and all that stuff. But I think if you're, you know, just if you just need a refresher, just a reminder here, Brandon, we've got eight teams that play twice in game week 26 uh some of them are kind of tricky like in arsenal's case they play in game week 26 but they don't play in 27 um you know it makes things just a little a little bit trickier uh, liverpool are actually the same way um although in their case it's maybe less important just because it's so essential to have two players from liverpool when they play norwich and leeds um mm-hmm. at home so 
I thought we could go through the eight teams, though, and just a couple players you might consider for each team and a couple players you might want to stay away from for each team. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's hit it with uh, Arsenal first team. They've got a, a home double, which is exciting. Yep. Brentford yep. and Wolves. Now, of course, the caveat with Arsenal, we all know they blanked in 25 mm-hmm. and they will blank again. Uh, it's like it's like cry, cry again uh, yep. from Seinfeld. Uh, they blank again in 27. So I think that's the trick with picking a good Arsenal asset to get. That is why I I feel like Ben White is a great target. He's yep. good for clean sheets. You know, they're they're two on the bounce, and Ben White has proved uh, recently to be decent on bonus. Now, like wildly effective, but two and one in the last two matches for bonus and at his price tag at 4.5 you can bench him you know you look at Aaron Ramsdale being a terrific fantasy keeper uh, it's rare that you're going to have a a goalkeeper rotation where you don't mind benching Ramsdale now maybe you can crack that code you can figure out just Ben White jumps out at me as a great Bring him off the bench for this incredible double, then you can not worry about holding him through the blank in twenty-seven. Yeah, I like I like the price. It's I mean, there's uh, Tierney is a little, man, it's actually crept up a little bit. I feel like he was four nine a while ago, and now he's he's back up to five point one. But you know, a little more attacking threat, tiny bit of goal threat, but certainly some assist threat. I mean, the yeah. the, you know, the thing with Tierney is he's not exactly. There's not a ton of target men for Arsenal too. You know, it's not like he's 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 not throwing those into peak Giroud or something like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's Lacazette who's like you know five foot nine. Basically, every every attacking player in Arsenal is under six foot tall. You know, which just makes things <laughs> a little trickier for for crosses. Um, at least you know they kind of whipped in you know crosses from the left that that you know you might see a player score a header on. Um, I mean, it doesn't stop a you know, Man City from scoring a boatload of goals, but Arsenal are not, are not Man City, Brandon, sadly, no. not yet. No, they're not. Um, Gabriel is interesting. Just, I don't really know why he, it just, he seems to have a little more of a knack for scoring goals than Ben White does. Beyond um, a knack. Yeah. I think yeah. Ben, ben White just doesn't have a knack where yeah. uh, Gabriel yeah. is just a normal footballer. Yeah. It's that, like three, three on the season already. I think he actually had one, one or two on um, the season chalked off um, on, on VAR as well. So, you know, I, I, for some people money, I mean, I, I started thinking about my own squad. It's weird this season. I just feel like, like maybe because the forwards are so on Impressive, but mm-hmm. I I feel like money is not really my biggest worry right now. So you know, it could come down the line, but I also am pretty sure I'm going to wild card uh, in game week twenty, uh, right? You know, sometime after game week thirty, let's say yeah. thirty one, thirty two, somewhere in that range, um, thirty three possibly, um, maybe thirty four. You know, we'll talk more about that, Brandon. In, in, <laughs> okay, don't get too so. specific. Here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm with you. So if you want to take a punt on somebody who's just a little different, um, I think Gabriel could be could be kind of fun. Um, and Lacazette. Here, yeah, oh, yeah. I was yeah. just going to mention this man, Lacazette, because yeah. where yeah. I am right now, I have yeah. Ollie Watkins. Ollie doesn't double in 26, and yeah. Ollie doesn't score fantasy points. So double problems for your double game week. Yeah. I want to get rid of him for a doubler, and two players have, have my eye, and it's Raul Jimenez, who... Key for me is Jimenez uh, plays a double in 26 and also plays in game week 30. Yeah. Uh, Lacazette also doubles in 26 and plays in game week 30, but I have to then work around the blank in 27. I'll be tripled up on Liverpool who blank on 27. So that's already three players that I'll have to bench. So I I feel like Lacazette is a slightly better forward pick 
in this situation, given the fixtures for Arsenal and the attacking form of Arsenal versus Wolves, neither of which are kind of um, amazing. Uh, but I, I feel like I have to go with Jimenez just because of game week 27. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I, I basically agree. I mean, Leicester's defense is not super impressive, you know, so yeah. I think and, and West Ham's isn't either who they would play the, the following week. Um, yeah, I think that um, the player I was trying to look up as you were talking was uh, was Veghorst, who uh, went off with an injury. Um, I think he'd be the other player to consider, right, because they have du- the double double. Right. Yeah. They double in 26 and 27. Uh, but he did go off with an injury. So it's it's almost like we just can't really talk about him on the podcast because, um, you know, why speculate for 10 minutes and we should have a much better sense uh, in, you know, in a couple of days. Yeah. Preliminary thoughts are it's a hip injury. Uh, so, you know, what what is Voot's history yeah. with? Do you think he went this? out dancing the night before? Absolutely. And yeah. He yeah. cut a rug. Always being punished <laughs> for cutting a rug is Voot Veghorst. <laughs> yeah. He, t- he didn't want to take one salsa class. And now he's. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go the with season. the Viennese waltz, yeah, didn't with the, you? <laughs> with, a, with a season-ending hip injury. Um, so, yeah, I think I would say in general, I mean, I know that those home pictures are both good, but I'm not hugely enthusiastic about Arsenal's attack right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm not going to be until next fall, honestly, when they when they get uh, they another be. forward. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, and, I, yeah, I agree. I think defense is where you want to focus. Like if you don't have any Arsenal and you want a piece of it going into the double first move is the defense. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're agreed on that. And then, uh, you know, Gabriel, uh, you know, Gabriel Martinelli would have been, uh, the player that would have been really tempting just cause he'd been looks so good, um, at mm-hmm. times, um, this, this winter, uh, but he picked up a red card and he's going to be out for the first leg of the double and they don't play in 27. So he's kind of instantly just yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, Saka Smith Rowe, sure. You could throw them in there. Uh, but, um, yeah, Smith are still not getting the starts. Like so weird. I don't. I I, don't I wonder if it. that yeah. I wonder if that changes with Martinelli's red card yeah. because Could. him coming Should. into such incredible form. So Smith Rowe, I think we have to pay close attention to Arteta's press conference, etc. And I think yeah. there are some Arsenal fans out there that would have a better insight into the prospective lineup. But I yeah, he's, yeah. he has he's an interesting one. Yeah, and you know Arsenal have three matches to play still as well, but they're all terrible. They have uh, a, the away to Spurs, away to Chelsea, home to Liverpool are the three they have to get made up. Yeah. Like, what a dreadful, those are three dreadful doubles uh, coming down the line. Um, all right. So, uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm realizing, Brandon, that my under the radar options to consider is like basically being answered in question one. So maybe this is more like four questions to consider ahead of game 26. <laughs> this, this first one's kind of a longer question though. So it's a doubler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burnley uh, are the next team to talk about here. Remember there's eight teams total. They play Brighton away and Spurs at home. I have been rather impressed with, with Burnley and how they've, yeah, the player that I've actually been the most impressed with is Ben Me. It feels like he is everywhere. Okay. It's like every time I watch Burnley play right now, it's like me is like, like running across the, the, you know, the, the goal mouth to, yeah. to bat, you know, to knock a ball away and he's smiling and laughing. It's like, he, like Ben me is just like, you know, I, I feel like he's on it right now. And so, um, yeah, yeah I was I listening know. to the fantasy weekly or not fantasy weekly football weekly from the guardian. And they were talking about how Burnley used to lead, lead the league in blocked shots and yeah. their blocked shots in front of goal have, have dropped this season. So maybe Ben me got wind of that. And now he's just trying to block as many shots as possible to get those numbers back up. But that's what we, that's what we came to rely on 
uh, Burnley for is their center backs just just kind of like blocking everything to make life a little easier for Nick Pope. I I I think Nick Nick Pope kind of might fall into the same category as Ramsdale, interesting keeper option, but he uh, doesn't have a fixture yet as yet uh, for for game week 30 that could be a, a bit of a problem but what are, what are, what's the likelihood that burnley southampton actually happens west ham have to beat southampton in the fa cup in order for that match to drop into game week 30 right yeah yeah which seems likely i don't know yeah. seems you know i would suspect there's a good chance of that do i hear you advocating for ben me over nick pope well, I mean, that's like, it's like a, just a, I feel like it's, it's hard to compare those two because it sort of depends on what your problems are. Right. Like yeah. it's, you know, like I, uh, I'm just not going to have a double game week keeper. Um, but someone like Ben, me, I could bring in without too much, too much trouble. I mean, you know, I mean the Burnley defense, it's not like, I mean, you know, there's nothing like super fun about bringing them in, you know, it'd be more fun on a wild card or something like that. But, mm. um, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily burn I mean, Brighton away spurs at home. Ah, Spurs. We'll talk about them in a second. I mean, you could see one clean sheet and two. I mean, it's it's almost like it's like the same rationale that I used to bring in Cucurella, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had two mediocre fixtures and the gamble was that they could pick up a clean sheet in one of the two, right? And so, yeah, yeah like seven points from me across across those two fixtures seems reasonable. And um, and then, yeah, throw in a, you know, I don't know, 5% chance of a, of a goal, you know? I don't know if that's five seems about right. One in 20, maybe a little higher than that eight, 10, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many goals do you typically score in a season? Probably like probably around three, I'd say. What's your guess before I get there? How many, how many goals do you think Ben Mee has scored? How many, how many do you think he scored just last season? Let's just start right there. One. One. Yeah. Two. Okay. I was close. Yeah. 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 So that's a, that's a one in 20. That's like a 4% chance. Um, so I yeah, mean, here, I here's, well, yeah, here's yeah. in the spirit of Ben White, the kind of the argument I was just making, Eric Peters has started uh, in the last four matches played 90 and he's 4.2 million. Yeah. This guy is fodder for your bench. I uh, can come in and, and do a job if, if you need it done. So I, I think Eric Peters is just a low maintenance uh, buy-in for Burnley. Okay. Yeah, that's that's not bad. I, actually, uh, I think I mentioned I said two clean sheets. They, you know, so they had just to re-clarify here, they, they it was clean sheets uh in 23 in the double. They had back-to-back clean sheets and then they it was a 1-1 draw with Man United in 24 uh and then uh 1-0 loss today to Liverpool. So, really not bad all, all things considered. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Like they I still feel like they're going to go down. I don't really know. It's I mean, Newcastle now is just up, right? They just showed like just throw a bunch of money. I, I feel like, again, I, I, you know, I don't want to get too centric here, but credit to Newcastle. They didn't spend that much money. Yeah, right. You know, they just brought in a, a handful of additional players, a Trippier in particular. And they brought, and they brought yeah. in players like that they strategically needed to, uh, to, to sort of like plug talent yeah. holes in the squad. It wasn't like they went out and bought a flair player that, 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 that sometimes clubs think a flair player is going to get them over the line in an attacking sense. Yeah. And what Newcastle just needed was a uh, bit more structure. The Fulham move, right? The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But I mean, yeah, they, they're undefeated in five. They have 11 points uh, from 15. I mean, that's kind of crazy. They went from 10 points to 21 and, and just, 
in just five weeks. And now they're they're out of the relegations. So they're four points clear of Norwich. Uh, and then you've got Burnley at the bottom and Watford. You know, it's kind of hard to look at this table right now, though, too, right? Because you have so many, you know, uh, Norwich are in 17 points, three above Burnley. But Burnley have played three fewer matches. Yeah. So, you know, it is it does make things a little a little more complicated. So, um, all right. Yeah. As far as Burnley attackers go, I mean, Wackers, we, we, you know, we're going to punt on that for a couple of days. Cornet. McNeil, he looked okay today. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, uh, Cornet would be the one, I suppose, because he's, you know, he's got six goals in the season. He's had some moments. The question is, is whether Burnley are just so unimpressive. So, yeah. you know, like, I mean, do you want a captain a Burnley player in 27, no, no. for example, I, I, even though they have a double? Burnley might be a slightly better double in uh, option in game week 26 than sure. Watford. Beyond that, they are the worst team that we're talking about here. So I don't know that we need to, you know, push too hard on these options. No, I, I don't think so either. I mean, give me, um, yeah, the 27 captaincy is going to be a tricky, uh, a tricky debate, Brent. I look forward to, uh, I look forward to hearing you talk about it because uh, we're going to have a guest <laughs> next week on the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's move on to Leeds. Another tricky one. And, uh, you know, I think Man United at home, probably a pretty good fixture at this point. I, I would call that a, a, a like a, a strong fixture. Um, and Leeds are certainly capable of scoring goals. I, I was a little surprised that they couldn't put one past Everton. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's I mean, you know, the problem is they, they they don't have anyone who can really play as a forward. I mean, they've got Rodrigo up there just like just taking speculative shots. Chopping it up. Yeah, exactly. Just like, all right, let me see if I can loop this over from 40 yards. And, you know, Daniel James, though, is the one player that – I mean, we all kind of know who he is. It's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on a – on a proven premier league forward option here, but mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's a midfielder, he's cheap. He's basically playing as their forward. Yeah. And I, I think you can make an argument for James over Rafinha. If you were looking for a cheap double game league option. Yeah. And a guy who could comfortably run between Harry Maguire's legs, uh, I think to <laughs> yeah. score a goal yeah, uh, feels, exactly. feels pretty good. He, he will likely want to show, Manchester United, the club that that sold him to Leeds, you know what he's all about. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know everybody loves a narrative. So, yeah, it's it's funny how we've you're making a stronger argument for Daniel James over Rafinha, but I think given current form, that yeah is where we are. Though Rafinha does like if if you have him, which you do, Josh, yeah. he feels like a strong hold because. He is a player that is always capable of surprising you, and he, yeah. you know, he'll take you know the occasional set piece, and and there's yeah. there's high upside with him. Very weird. I was considering four transfer options going into twenty four, right? So going into the midweek matches last uh-huh. week, and they were um, Laporte, who did pick up a clean sheet and then was dropped, uh, you know, just arrested, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, Regian who I think had one point in midweek and didn't play today. Yeah. And uh, Dean, who has, I think, three points across two matches, and Rafinha, who also has three points across two matches. So rarely have I considered four options, not really felt bad about any of them, right? Yeah. Like who I would have, you know, how that could have worked out. Just yeah. very strange. It really is, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think you can make an argument for Daniel James. I mean, Rafinha, of course, you can make an argument for him just because he's he's so he's just so talented and 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 you know brilliant player. But he looks off it right now. He really does look off it. And um, I don't. I think there must be some kind of Brazil hangover. Subbed right? at like, halftime. Subbed at that's, halftime, and then they asked, asked Bielsa afterwards, and he was like, 
Yeah, no, no injury at all. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) As he, as he winks into the camera, that was all he did not. He did not look good in either match. He's way behind the ball. He doesn't, there's there's like a burst missing. So I don't know if he just needed a little additional rest or something. But I I do wonder if the benching maybe, um, and I don't know, like going to the psychology corner here too much, but, you know, maybe the benching um, was a wake up for him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you you never want your players to feel like they can, no matter how bad they play, they've got a spot in your your left. Sure, the the crash more uh, idea of no matter... No matter if I do a bad job, they still have to pay me my two million because yeah. that's my quote. It's my that's rate. My quote. Ah, <laughs> uh, Crashmore. I, I yeah, sometimes I just sit around and think about. I think you should leave sketches, Brandon, and how, <laughs> sure. how much yeah, I, who love I, I As do you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that. Um, I don't know. So I think you can still make an argument for Rafinha. He, you know, he, he's still setting players up. It'd be nice to see a little more goal threat from him. Um, you know, he, I mean, yeah. Rodrigo almost scored. Um, you know, a really nice goal today uh or i mean yesterday um right before Rafinha was subbed actually one of the reasons i was surprised he was subbed because he actually played like a peach of a ball to rodrigo and rodrigo's strike almost it was like you know sometimes it hits the bar and it like you know it hits the crossbar and it like it hits the crossbar but it kind of doesn't i mean it's like you know glances as it's going up but this yeah one well like, like, it was never yeah, going in yeah. exactly it was never going in this one really hit like you know, just below the meat of the bar. Like it really could have, you know, that mm-hmm. could have, uh, that could have, you know, just dropped. It could have been one of those cool crossbar goals, you know, the ones where it hits right. the top sure. and bounces down. Yeah. God, to, I love that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Leeds, Leeds is a little squishy. Um, I, I think Leeds is the opposite of Burnley and Arsenal, where if you're going to go there speculatively, it's in an, in an attacking sense with yeah. Rafinha or Daniel James, otherwise like Melier and, and the various defenders uh, hold no appeal. Liverpool yeah. will likely get at least two goals by them. So speaking of, we move on to Liverpool who are the pick. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, Maybe we we table the whole Sala discussion for question two, as noted, yep. Josh, yep. and just yep. talk about other players apart from Sala. And I think here the question that everyone's wondering is, if if you only have Trent and Sala, do you go for Jota or do you go for Robertson? If you already yeah. have Jota, Sala, and Trent, which both you and I do, I feel well, like I don't we're have pretty Sala. much. I don't have Sala yet. Oh right, but yeah, right, yeah, but yeah. but you will. Um, yeah, I, will. I assume. Yeah. I assume you're not going to yeah. go. Uh, yeah, Mane or something. No, no, I, I'm not. Um, I, I'm planning to go for Mosala. I mean, I'm going to wait till the Champions League match is played uh, just to make sure, right, that right. he doesn't, um, you know, pull up. I mean, they're just playing him so many minutes that, like, it would not shock me at all if he picked up some kind of muscle injury. Sure. Um, you know, I, it would have been better, I think, for him not to play at all last Thursday, but... You know, I don't know. I mean, they know better than me, you know, but it just feels like a ton. It just feels like a ton. I mean, it's like with Antonio. It's like, well, yeah, like, wouldn't it help for him to be rested occasionally? And then he wouldn't look like he was exhausted four minutes in every match, you know? You know, Vidra right now is making that same argument to his agent, I'm sure, (laughs) Josh. Is Vidra right now, did he move to West Ham in January? I didn't even know that happened. Is it Vidra or Vlasic? Uh, One of those dudes is is the West Ham backup uh, striker. Yeah, it's like I mean, yeah, it's Vlasic, like Vlasic, yeah, Vlasic. I mean. I mean, he's like he's like they have a bunch of these guys, Yarmolenko, who are like kind of Bowen, I suppose. Right? They they're sort of I mean, I guess it's kind of modern, but their idea is just that like we're not we don't need a central forward really. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, even Antonio, I suppose, is in a sense a converted wing back, right? Yeah. You know, turn forward. So uh, hey, it's it's mostly working for West Ham. They're in fourth place, so I don't want to get too 
too critical there. Um, but yeah, they have the Europa League too, you know? So I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Um, all right, let's move on. So yeah, we actually didn't really talk about Liverpool. I mean, I think it's tricky because most people, I don't really know who I like, who to talk to here. Like, right. Like I think most people listening will have Jota already. The die is already cast for liver for fantasy managers. If I was on a wild card right now, Mm -hmm. um, I think you could make an argument for Robertson over Jota. I know Jota picked up a brace at midweek, but that was kind of a weird, weird one, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you had a, you had no Mane, Salah just came in, you know, for, for, you know, 25 minutes at the end. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, Robert picked up two bonus points today. Um, you know, I don't know. It feels like you could certainly see two clean sheets as well in these, in this match, right? Yeah. Norwich at home and Leeds at home. So I, I think know. it's, it's incredibly close between yeah. Jota and Robertson. Ultimately, yeah. I think you, you say if you're looking to gain overall rank ground, Jota just feels like a better pick to me because there is a higher upside. Sure. Robertson can easily post, uh, um, you know, a 10 plus pointer in a single game week if he gets an attacking return, but I think Jota has the higher odds of of, yeah. of getting a double-digit score in either game. So, therefore, he just feels like the better pick if you're looking to claw back. Yeah, Robertson, on his own right, is really good. So, I think that's a, a probably a um, a more interesting long-term pick if you're just looking to stabilize. It kind of depends, um, I think. I almost feel like the reverse is true. Where, okay. I mean, maybe it depends on where you are rank-wise. Like where, um, like if you're in the top 100K, Jota's ownership is like 95%, right? So there's really no edge to having him. Like you're not going to make up any ground. You're just not going to lose ground if right. you have him. So if you wanted to make up ground, you would be basically, you'd want to bring in Robertson and bank, basically gamble mm-hmm. that Jota doesn't do anything across a couple of matches. And that would be, you know, that, that would be the way to be different. It's just a, it's just a big gamble, right? Because, um, you know, I mean, Jota's basic plan is not a position forward. And I mean, this is this is the problem. This, this is like why it gets so hard, especially this part of the season when you're like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm 118K yeah. and I want to have my ground. But there's certain players that you just have to have, yeah. you know, because I wonder how yeah. much that's going to change over the next two weeks. So, yeah. you know, it's talking about the top 100K. A lot of managers are going to have a lot of ideas centered around Liverpool. And I think that that the proportion of ownership is going to shift a bit. I don't know which direction. Yeah. With the double followed immediately by a Liverpool blank, followed by a number of managers probably wild carding. Yeah. So I think the the Jota situation and the percentage of ownership might look a lot different as we like say head into game week twenty eight. Yeah, that that's that's true. I mean, I, I you know I talked about that myself right on last week's pod about yeah. possibly. Um, dropping Jota for, for Cornet or something like that, just mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of take a gamble and, and then bring Rabo back in as my replacement. So that's, that, that is something I'm, I'm considering. I mean, the, the, that, that was before the Jota brace, you know, I mean, it, there, it's kind of undeniable just how many goals he's <laughs> scored, uh, you know, on, on the season. I mean, for his price, like he's right, just, he's um, got 12 yeah. goals on the season yeah. right yeah. now and yeah. uh, three assists. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. he's weak on bonuses going to be his Achilles heel only five bonus points across those those 12 goals for the season which is pretty weak that's pretty that's shockingly low I would have thought I mean I guess I guess Salah's just had so many three bonus point games right but there's still two other slots you know I guess I mean I mean they're the the obviously the the um 
the backs, um, you know, uh, Robbo and Trent uh, are also like real uh, bonus point goblins. Yeah, I think they, that's you know? what's happening. Yeah. You look yeah. at uh, like his his first bonus point came in game week 13 against Southampton 4 nil. So you're talking about clean sheets for all of the active Liverpool uh, defenders, a brace for Jota, and he gets one bonus point. Uh, and yeah. uh, his uh, he he the following game week against Everton he also comes away with one bonus point on one goal. Then his brace against Leicester last week game week twenty four is when he yeah. gets three bonus and that completes the five. It's interesting. Um, well, let's let's table the Jota thing for now. I think if you you know if he didn't, I, I still think he's. I actually think he's a great. Um, backup triple captain option too you know mm-hmm. that's if you're if you're you know if just something happens with Salah, i think maybe he's he's probably the second best captain to have this week so mm-hmm. um that is like a mild consideration as well mm-hmm. um all right let's move on to, let's let's you know we're, we're this ain't going to be in the whole pot it's just this this section here so let's move on to question or i mean to a let's go a little faster with the sure. rest of these okay so yeah. uh we've got palace who played chelsea at home watford away a classic good and bad uh double right one good match one bad match uh, Palace's defense is legit, better than I was, um, than I given them credit for. It kind of like it's taken me 20, two thirds of the season before I was finally willing to accept this, you know, yeah. but what do you think about Palace? I mean, anybody, obviously we've talked about Gallagher a lot over this, on the course of the season. Edward's been tricky, right? Um, has had some moments, but then, you know, didn't start, um, at midweek at pull at 71 minutes, um, yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think you could. I'd love this train of thought. Apparently, just just target the cheap defender. Now we might be already chock full of the cheap defenders, but Guay uh, in central defense, he's scored two goals on the season. He is in that Gabriel camp. Like yeah. he's he's the the defender who seems to have the best knack for getting attacking returns. Like fullbacks are just not a consideration fantasy wise for this. Is that how you team. say his name? I thought it was Gay. He. Gehi Gwei. Okay. You're going to be the pronunciation police. <laughs> I, now? I, I normally am not. I don't know where that came from. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the one player I'll throw in here, and I, I agree with you, and I think uh-huh. Gaita, you know, is another. I, even though I know a lot of people who've taken the Gaita gamble have, have felt like it was unfortunate, but Will Zaha has had some nice moments the last couple of matches. Took a, hit a great goal um, in midweek, was really active, missed a pen, a terrible... Well, actually, you know, if you have not watched it, pause the podcast and go watch <laughs> this Zaha pen miss from midweek. It yeah. is probably the worst penalty miss I've ever seen. Yeah. It's really a classic case of uh, changing your mind at the last second yes. and all blowing yeah. up in your face. Yeah. It was like a pass, like a, the rare pass penalty. <laughs> to a fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess you could have passed it to somebody. That's another way to do it, right? Yeah, you because you, 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 it's just a free kick, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, um, yeah. Now Gallagher is not eligible to play Chelsea. So, um, he kind of, uh, because he's on loan. So he is like, it's so funny. Cause it's like crazy to think about Gallagher on Chelsea next season, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. so interesting to think about that. Like that's kind of fun to me. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, he's definitely leveled up at palace. He, then, then the calcul the real calculus happens this summer as Chelsea will do they want to cash in on the form he's been in this season and just yep. offer him at a, a profit um, or or do they think they can use him I yeah. I don't know I don't know either um, so Spurs we should talk about Spurs I was really seriously thinking about Ronaldo to Kane as my double game week move for twenty six and. 
I don't know. And then the last two game weeks happened and now I yeah. really don't know what to think. I mean, you had great you, spurs implosion. Yeah. You've had sun. You got a goal, uh, in 24. Yeah. So congrats to you for that. Uh-huh. Uh, sun today had a couple moments, right? It wasn't, yeah. uh, but, but you know, no, no returns. I mean, how are you feeling about sun right now? And, I do and for that matter. I do feel like it. Uh, what makes me sleep at night is Sun does appear to be the one to own at this point over Kane. Yep. And, you know, the, the obvious caveat being Kane, Kane continues to be a player that could, you know, brace at, at any moment and having pens, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I just, Spurs feel so bad at the back and that you see this happen where your defense just, having no no footing at all it it carries through the entire team all the way up into the attack where if the attack has all this anxiety about the defense and um and they feel like they have to start dropping a little deeper to help cover for those deficiencies it becomes a problem for for the entire team so i don't spurs feel like they're in a position where and they showed this against wolves like if the defense isn't working the attack won't work either this is not like liver martin skirtle liverpool uh don't worry if we let in two or three goals we'll still score seven on the opposition that's just not where spurs yeah. are right now i yeah. do trust that conte you know Look will do his utmost yeah. Yeah. i mean i think the problem he's experiencing now is he's he's kind of tried every player imaginable in that yeah. back four or five and none yeah. of them are working up front too right i mean mora Bergwine, like he's trying he's trying a lot of stuff and it's, you know, credit to him for that. I think, you know, right? he's, you know, I mean, maybe you, I, I'm sure you can overdo it, but I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's worth, it's, let's see who, you know, I mean, I don't think, I think he's playing the long game, right. I don't think yeah. his plan is to win the, you know, the, the title this season, obviously not, you know? And so, yeah, but you look at Spurs too, and I think the fixtures are important here, right? Because they play Man City away and Burnley away, right? So two bad fixtures. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm ready now to say that Burnley's defense has repaired itself or, or, or what is properly motivated or whatever yeah. has shifted. Uh, Cause it's basically the same players uh, that, that they're, you know, a little more intimidating, I think. Um, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect Spurs to go in there and score four. Right. Mm-hmm. That, see, it feels, that feels like a one nil one, one yeah. kind of match. And then man city, I wouldn't expect them to score at all. Right. I mean, I don't expect them to score in that game. So suddenly what am I doing? Bringing in the Kane or son for, for 26. It doesn't feel or like any Spurs appealing. player, any he, Spurs players. Yeah. Yeah. Loris Reggaeon, uh, is Reggaeon Lor- even a starter anymore? I don't know. Like, you know, they, they, they had a chance to bring him on uh, early on in the match and they didn't do it. Right. Yeah. So what's going on there? I don't know. Like it's. Yeah. Messy. Everyone's everyone's getting frozen out. It, it's sort of like yeah. the kinder, gentler Jose Mourinho in Conte. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, we'll freeze you out slowly and steadily. Yeah. Um, I don't but know. Spurs Sessanyan, have to buy a ton of players. They do. Yeah. But for Sessegnon to go off, I think it was the 27th minute. Six, yeah. Yeah, and that would have been the moment to bring on Reggion, in theory, right? Uh, yep. But instead, they brought in a guy who I've literally never heard of before. Uh, maybe I should, but I haven't. Uh, Dejan Kulisevsky. Yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he was one of the January signings. He was the other Juventus player, I think, that they brought, ah, right. brought in. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, so there um, he is. I think he's at 5.5 in the game as a... As a mid. Now, I mean, I think that's interesting, Bentecourt and, uh, you know, the, this this other dude. Um, you know, maybe just shaking up the team chemistry uh, a bit more, getting these guys yeah. integrated into 
the attack might be exactly what Spurs need, but we have we're in a situation with them where we have to see it to believe it. I think. Um. So yeah, we're both feeling a little down on Spurs. The moment I would not consider bringing in Kane um, or Son. I mean, Son maybe a yeah. little more, but uh, I I think if, you know I would be what I what maybe it makes me feel like I want to do now is um, is go for a Jimenez type game week twenty six option. And then use that extra money to possibly upgrade one of my midfielders to Sun in 27. Mm-hmm. And then I could captain Sun away to Leeds in, yeah. in 27. That feels more appealing to me. But I don't I don't feel like there's any rush to burn points to bring in a, a Sun. I mean, honestly, like I I like I I don't want to do this and I don't think I will do this, but man, you had to play Leeds away in, in 26. Like I'm not sure that like burning, like, you know, if, I mean, the problem is I don't know if Ronaldo is going to start that match, right? Because they have the champions right. like the following weeks. So he probably won't. But if Ronaldo was going to start, I probably would just not burn four for a forward, right? Because I don't need to burn four to, to fund a solid move. Um, I would just start him away to Leeds. I mean, I know he's been in terrible form, but mm-hmm. still, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. So let's let's move on, though. We'll, we can talk more uh, about Manion uh, down the line. We talked about him a lot. Brandon, we, we spent like about 20 minutes of Manion in every pod so far this season. Um, Watford, this is another team. I'm not sure how much we have to say. I mean, the problem with Watford is there's no one you should – We there's no one you'd want to bring in. But I feel totally this is, stuck, this is and I'm going to be. This yeah. is me banging my head against I my know. microphone about Watford. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to start King and Dennis. They play Villa away and Palace at home. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, those are like pretty decent <laughs> fixtures. They've been capable of scoring goals this season. Like, what am I going to do? Drop one of them for a hit ahead of a double? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a you know, it's it's kind of how I felt a little bit about about Bruno and Ronaldo this week, right? It's like you just kind of. I just, you know, it doesn't feel like any transfer is is worth making and you just kind of want to wait a week and, and maybe move on from there. Yeah, you're fishing for like one compelling striker option and we're still like debating which that one may be. Yep. Uh, which which to me says there's no compelling reason to just get rid of yep. Dennis or King. It, listen, a four-pointer from Dennis uh, or King, I mean, I, particularly with Josh King, a four-pointer mm-hmm. on a double would feel like a freaking miracle because um, yeah. I haven't yeah. gotten more than two points from this dude in quite some time. So bring yeah, it on. Uh, yeah. And, and there's no way we're getting more than three from Dennis. So uh, maybe maybe four from King. Um, for I would, Just the last thing I would say on Watford yeah. from my perspective as a Ben Foster owner is um, it's another just grip it and rip it with Ben Foster yeah, where I'm yeah. not going to spend a transfer to bring in a keeper from no. a more interesting doubler team. Just try and aim Get for that saves. four plus. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Four to five to six points yeah. on a double game week would feel great. I think that's right. Yeah. Try to get four or five points. Um, so that brings us to Wolves. Uh, Lester at home, Arsenal away. Pretty good fixtures. I mean, their defense is just so impressive. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they're, they are, mm-hmm. it is a legit defense. Um, it's, you know, I mean, they, it just, I don't know, like, I mean, they have, they have, they have great center backs. I think that's a, that's a big factor. And, um, you know, just, I mean, Cody in particular has played really well this season and, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, eight, eight Nori, um, you know, came on, he didn't start at midweek, which kind of threw me off a little bit, but he has been the starter otherwise. Right. And so I don't know if it was just like, maybe like, he just got like a little like minutes rest or something like that. I would expect Perhaps. him to start both these matches in in 26. Um, you know, if you wanted to go a little safer, you could just go for Cody because there's just no way he's not going to play 
both of yeah. those matches. But I, I, think I think Cody is yeah. good. I'd also I'd also just flag Romain Sace, who uh, has yeah. in spurts over the last few seasons been a really yeah. decent attacking option. Yep. And when he's yep. healthy, I think he's integral to that defense. So uh, yeah, if you want to spend 0.3 more over Cody, Sace might be a little bit more fun. But I think Co- Cody, as a guy who has famously not been able to score goals, um, has become more and more a danger man on set pieces. Yeah. Uh, Three across the last two seasons. Um, it's still fewer than, than five for, for Sice, but he is also a safer pick. Um, maybe a little more likely to get bonus points if they keep a clean sheet too. Um, yeah, I think that there's a decent chance that wolves get double clean sheets in game week 26. I think that's Mm -hmm. not outside their own possibility. I think that, um, given what we just saw them do, um, at Spurs, I don't know why they couldn't do that, away to Arsenal as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Like, uh, you know, I mean, they're arguably, Arsenal's attack is is comparable to Spurs in terms of its kind of inconsistencies and, um, you know, maybe a little bit worse, honestly. And so, uh, and then Leicester at home, I just think that's a clean sheet right there. So I think that, um, you know, if I were, if I needed to make a defender move, I would be more inclined to bring in a Wolves defender than an Arsenal defender just because they have that act, that fixture in 27 and it just gives you a little more wiggle room, right? Yeah. You just don't have to like, it's just like, it kind of saves you a transfer, right? Like I don't think Arsenal's two home fixtures are so much better than the Wolves fixture that it's necessarily worth going for an Arsenal defender, right? So yeah. um, I would at least keep that in mind. I mean, cause in Wolves, yeah. So they're way to West Ham in 27. It's not a great fixture, but you know, there's a lot of blanks that week as we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you don't, if you, if you have three um, Liverpool players, you're not going to have any for 27. So, um, you know, I think that you could make an argument for, um, for just, you know, grabbing a Wolves defender and hopefully getting two points out of them from in 27. The defensive move I would consider in my team personally is Reese James to, uh, to Cody, a Wolves defender. Yep. But then if I look at my bus team now, I'm talking about benching Cancelo to play a Wolves defender, mm. home Spurs. So yeah, I, 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 I think yeah. I can't do that. So I, I don't know. Right. I think I might roll on Wolves until 27. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like it just if you need somebody, mm-hmm. right? And you're thinking about 27. Except for Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like he's on both of our shopping list at the moment. I think so. I mean, you know, he's, I mean, he's just a class player. It's, it's, you know, they they haven't been able to create a ton of chances or score a yeah. ton of goals this season, but you know, he, he's been playing well for Mexico, you know, mm-hmm. if that's a consideration and uh, scored today, which is, I don't know, like it's sort of, um, we're not getting anything from any of our forwards. So, mm-hmm. you know, by hook or by crook, he might, he might end up being the, mm-hmm. the takeaway here. And obviously no one in the uh, Wolves midfield would be, would be on my radar. Um, I give me like a Dan James over any of yeah. these kind of inconsistent wolves midfield options. Right. Um, all right. That was, that was question one. We've got four to go. Let's take a quick, let's take a quick break and then we'll answer the final four questions. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine. 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Brendan, we're back. Question number two, are we totally 100% sold on solid triple captain option? Uh, Francis says, has the triple captain solid bandwagon been derailed by what looks like a tired performance given Klopp's options? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a tough one. As you mentioned, there is a Champions League fixture to give us another data point or eye test point yeah. for Salah and Liverpool. So I, I think uh, that might be able to change. I mean, Salah scores one nice goal uh, in that match. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Liverpool play Inter Milan. So yeah, let's let's sort of like hold the final thought on that mm-hmm. until until we talked with our with our patrons at the end of the week. I mean, honestly, it seemed like a cut and dry decision until we watched this Burnley fixture. And yeah, it's not like it's totally changed my mind. But now suddenly a decision I had no doubt over. There is a little bit of doubt now. OK, yeah. just like to give a pep talk to FPL managers, I you could say just because there is a little bit of doubt over a move you're going to make. Does it, that just means you live in uh in reality in in which uh-huh. nothing is certain right and yes. now you have just you've been forced to accept that nothing is certain even most Salah attacking returns yeah. um and i think you know you have just have to accept that that's okay i still I, I i don't know is 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 there going to be a better opportunity to play the triple captain is the only way to answer this question because at, at this point yeah one would expect there won't be I mean, Chelsea have a bunch of matches to get made up, right? They're going to have a bunch of doubles. Um, Who are you going to triple captain on Chelsea, though, Josh? Well, I mean, at the moment, no one. But, I mean, let's see in seven weeks, right? I mean, I I don't know. But I'm sort of – I could see an argument for bench boost. In my case, I can't do it because I've got a non-playing second goalkeeper. And I'm not going to bench boost and get zero for my non-playing keeper. But if you had Nick Pope and Ben Foster, right? So two – two double game week goalkeepers and you had a, like my, my bench is actually not bad. I've got Trossard, Cucurella and Lievermento as my three mm-hmm. bench options. I think that Lievermento starts to becomes a starter again. Right. I don't, I, I know he, he's been like sort of, they were resting him a little bit to yep. treat the knee very carefully, but um, I, I kind of, I just like, he like really, it was performing so well in that spot that I think he's, he's, he should start that Everton match. So I, you know, I could at least concoct an argument for, that I could get some, something out of these players. I mean, the problem is I don't really trust Trossard enough. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really honestly, Livermento at this point. So here's uh, my bench yeah. boost could look like this. Yeah. Mendy, Livermento, Josh Brownhill, who has a double mm-hmm. and a Wolves defender. Mendy, Livermento, Josh Brown. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah, right. It, that feels kind of boring. That feels a little and yeah. slightly anemic, not, yeah. Yeah. not terrible, but a little anemic. So the, yeah, the, so then the the logic there is higher upside with the triple captain in twenty six yeah. bench boost, um, and I, I think that's where Chelsea with the double game weeks um, bench boost is a little more interesting. I think from yeah. a defensive perspective. Yeah, uh, or, I mean we're we're still talking about Norwich and Leeds at home here. Let's like let's keep the eye on the eye on the on what we're looking at, right? And so mm-hmm. it's I mean you know good fixtures rescue 
mediocre form all the time, right? Yeah, and, and Norwich yeah. have been looking better, but Manchester City exposed yeah. them as, you yeah. know, this is the same old Norwich. Uh, and it was a not a full-strength City starting 11. Yeah. And so let's say, what's the worst-case scenario? Salah's not going to come off the bench twice, I'll tell you that much, right? Mm-hmm. So the worst-case scenario is he plays a full 91 and plays 30 minutes in the other, right? So mm-hmm. I still think Salah in 120 minutes is probably better than against these two teams is better than what you're going to get from a double game with caption down the line. Right. From like, you know, so another triple captain type player. So I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm fully on board with the Sala, um, you know, with, with the Sala triple caption. I want to at least throw out there and I want to just note again that, um, you know, that, um, that if you don't have Sala yet, you might as well wait until after the champions, like just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, his price has risen a bunch already, but again, I, it doesn't feel like a season where, the, the team value stuff is going to be super, super important here. Um, you know, famous last words, but we're only, we have 12 weeks left. It's not like we're in game week one where you've got to like, you know, build it as much of it as possible. So you can yes. use it. This is the time, you know, when you can wait. Um, vice, vice triple captain, Jota or Trent, Brandon? Blimey O'Reilly. I've got vice on Jota right now. Uh, have we moved out of the stage of the season where it's a no, no to put a vice on the same team? As your captain for fear of a, I think of a so. COVID postponement, yeah, I, I, I think so. They're not going to they're not going to postpone both those matches, are they? It seems very yeah. unlikely. Um, and okay, so that that brings us to yeah, you know, we talked about under the uh, the question three was under the radar. Uh, so uh, okay, so just resolved, we're both going to bring in barring injury, we're both yeah. going to bring in Salah and triple captain him this weekend, right? Yeah, and I already have yeah. Salah, so yeah. I'm halfway there. Okay. Yeah, and I am I'm fully in favor of it. You know, just as anybody knows, if you if you activate the free hit chip, you can't walk back, walk it back. But if you activate the triple captainship, you can undo that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you decide, you know, if something happens to Salah this week, um, but you want to just have that bus team set with the triple mm-hmm. captain, you can go ahead and do that and, and take it off if you need to. Um, although honestly, if Salah's out, I think triple captain Jota would be great like a, a fantastic option as well right i mean you know just like what he did this week without without sal on the pitch so <sighs> yeah. yeah 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 trent is, is compelling yeah. trent is compelling yeah i'll, I'll say that much and i just I know you that, i know you yeah. went through this just last week 10 points yeah exactly um we talked about under the radar options a little bit so i don't think we need to go through that again that was question three um question you know i'm gonna switch these around brandon because i think a uh, question the the, uh, the of the next two questions, I, I'm so glad I read them off the start of the pod and then just ignored <laughs> everything. Um, it was looking was so do. good back then. Oh, was, like best podcast so, ever. I felt so clear headed. Uh, but question five, I think, is it, you know, ties in with this kind of bench boost talk we were just having a second ago, which is, you know, to what degree can we ignore the doubles? And Rich Conser says, how do we balance a good single game week, good single game week players against getting in players of a double in game week 26? Bowen is a great example. And so, I think this is really important because I'm in this spot right now. You mentioned Cancelo before. Mm-hmm. I've got Cancelo plays Spurs away. I've got uh, Bowen plays Newcastle. Spurs home. home, actually, for Cancelo. Or Spurs home, excuse, excuse me. Right, right. So Cancelo plays Spurs home. Bowen plays Newcastle at home. Uh, even I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to drop them, but Ronaldo and Fernandez have leads away. Um, I mean, those are, I mean, you know, terrific. It's a terrific fixture for, for any attacking player. I've got yeah. Cucurella who plays Burnley at home, right? I mean, Sounds like a great fixture for a for a Brighton defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trossard, Burnley at home, not not terrible either. So I have, I mean, I think I might only have six or seven double game week players, right? Even though it's like this huge double game week, I don't feel the need to go minus eight, minus twelve here because 
the singles are so good. I mean, you cannot drop D- D- Jared Bowen, which is undroppable for this Newcastle yeah. fixture. Um, Sufal and Cucurella both feel like great defensive options. No, no need to burn four to, to double up on a defender, right? I mean, especially Cucurella. Any uh, concern cons- about Ryan Fredericks coming on for Sufal in around the 65th yeah. minute? Slight concern, and I'm certainly going to start Cucurella over over Sufal. Mm. But I mean, like you know, if something happened and I needed him to come off the bench, I, I feel I, I it's his spot. I still feel like it's his spot, you know. Um, so, and then Cancelo to me is you just play him every week, double game week or not. And so there you go. There, I mean, that's four players right there. I mean, if you include De Gea as my as my keeper, I'm certainly not going to drop De Gea. I mean, I guess you could make an argument for dropping De Gea for Pope, right? Because then you'd have Pope for for double game week 26 and 27. Maybe I should actually consider that honestly, because I mean, do you, Manier, you've really not been singing day as praises recently? No, I mean, men are going to concede in that match for sure. Right. And so then I would just need at least six points from Pope to, to make up for that. And then I'd have a double game week keeper in 20. The problem is the men to play Watford at home in 27. So it's not like, it's not like they blank or they have like a terrible fixture or something. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's at least an argument that I would, that you could consider. Um, but it feels a little aggressive, like burning four for a keeper. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like in love with it. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you know, how many double game players do you think you're going to end up having in 26? Yeah, right now I'm sitting on um, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine double game wakers. Um, wow. I think with Bowen and Cancelo, I'll have 10. Okay. Um, yeah. And they're, you know, well, you mean nine, right? Cause if you, if you start those two, you'd only have nine. That's correct. Spots. Yeah. Nine, right. <laughs> nine, nine. <laughs> and yeah. And I think Brownhill was the other uh, dame double game weaker. I was counting. Ah, I, I think, see, right. I think he stays on the bench. There's, sure. um, yeah, so. and yeah. he, he, he might not start for one of those doubles anyway. Yeah. Um, so nine and, and yeah, then I would have to choose to bench Bowen or Cancelo in order to play more than that. And I'm, yeah. I'm with you on the logic that you just laid out. I yeah. feel like I haven't been specifically planning for game week 26 to get these many play th- this many players out. I mean, Watford might be the one team that I, I wouldn't have yeah. had triple Watford if I didn't know that this game week 26 was on the horizon. Uh, but I, I say that to mean like this isn't been felt like an imperative to me to yeah. get an entire double starting lineup out for this week. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that there are so few red hot form players in the league right now that you have to double or single game week, whatever focus on those form players. And we've already, we've already said their names, Cancelo, Bowen, yeah. uh, Liverpool luckily have their double. So Brighton, that, Brighton that would defenders. be my focus. Yeah. 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 And I think I, I, you know, I kind of like the idea of having like a little like emotional, is it an emotional hedge or is it, it just like, I want to have like one player this game week who's a double game week player who like, I think that Ronaldo spot, I I'm really, especially if Ronaldo starts at midweek, I think they probably rest him this weekend for the champions league match that they have you know, a couple days after that. So I think that, um, it just seems extremely likely to me, very logical that they would yeah. do that. Um, so I think I want that forward spot to be somebody that is kind of fun. That can be my different player for the double game week. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just, I mean, like, I don't know if that's even like maximizing returns or not, but that just, I just would really look forward to the double game week. If I had one player that was like, okay, Jimenez is my guy this weekend. And I'm just going to, 
I get, you know, I can celebrate his goals because his ownership is not at 99.99%, you know? Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I'm leaning, which brings us to the final um, question here, Brandon, which is uh, forwards, you know, talked about this already. FPL Brooklyn asked, what do you think about the Ronaldo to Kane move? I mean, at this point, is that worth even a transfer, let alone a minus four? Well, I mean, I, I know that you're, you're in the doghouse with United fans for your, your rhetoric, your awful rhetoric against Mm -hmm. them. Um, I do think it should be underlined though, like how repugnant Ronaldo's form is right now. Now Kane isn't exactly scoring the goals, but it just feels like there is at least an opportunity with Harry Kane with this double, uh, and the fixtures coming up, there is at least opportunity there. So I, yeah. I think if you have the transfer to play, if you feel like if you feel good about the rest of your team and Ronaldo is just sitting there, Ronaldo to Kane. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I, I, uh, I'd co-sign on that. Yeah, I mean, looking out of the forward options for 26, I mean, it's kind of, it is it's really tricky, right? I mean, you've got Kane, Jimenez, like who's blowing us away? Lacazette. Uh, I mean, Ed, Eduard, no. like. Where are we going here? Firmino, like, is he going to, he's not going to start both matches. I guess Veghorst would be the one, if he gets a clean bill of health, right? Mm-hmm. If he trains Thursday and Friday, it's not like I'm blown away yeah. by, um, by Burnley's fixtures, but he feels like the one where, because you get, you basically get four fixtures in two game weeks, right? You yeah. get the double this week, double next week. He probably is one who may be worth the minus four yeah. because then you already give yourself a double game week player in 27 as well. In- in the spirit of my response to the last question, Broha at Southampton yeah. is probably one of the best form forwards yeah. right yes. now the last month or so. So good in that Man United match. He really he looks, did. And, he's and, hulking, mm-hmm. right? It's fair to call him a hulking player, isn't it? Yeah, he's got yeah. a body. You know, it's yeah. that scene from Moneyball where, where the, the old school baseball coaches <laughs> right. are talking yeah. about, yeah, he got a real baseball nice, body. Nice body. Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, Broha's got a good body. And they've got two home fixtures across 26 and 27, Everton. And Norwich, I don't know. It does feel like if you don't already have Broha to, to use a transfer in 26 on him, yeah, uh, it doesn't doesn't feel awesome to me, even though I really endorse no. him as a pick. No, I burn in four for a single game week player in a big double game week. That just feels like one of those. Like, I know that there could be some long term benefit, but I'm with you. It doesn't yeah. does, yeah. does, does not feel that that is not making fantasy fun, Brandon. I'll say that much. Um, Tony D had a question I thought was interesting. He said, with value for money being minimal for strikers, how low do we go in terms of budget strikers? I mean, are you really willing to commit to having two non-playing forwards, Brandon, in order to spread that money around the rest of your team? No, no, I'm not. I mean, maybe <laughs> now. Okay, so if, you, if, if you're thinking of playing your wild card, uh, mm-hmm. you can't do that. I mean, okay, so if you haven't played your wild card, you can maybe um, reform your team to have one playing striker and invest in the midfield, knowing that you will play a wild card to rectify that. Because yeah. the when we get to the point where we want to play our bench boost and another big double, you're going to need those other two strikers to be getting minutes. So don't yeah. don't paint yourself into that corner where you're going to lose out with your bench boost chip. And yeah, I mean, this is... This has been the backbone of the always cheating play style forever, Josh, as we pretty much always have three playing forwards. Yeah. And uh, maybe, you know, um, I'm like, I mean, I feel like I've been playing around with my formations a lot this year. Uh, I've done a lot of 
four four twos and and five at the back and things like that. But it just, I yeah, I can't quite commit to, partially because I don't think I need the money, right? I just don't. I, you know, some of these Kinsella type players, I got them when they were fairly cheap. It sort of depends on you know. I mean, um, yeah, I can see like if you, if you bought Joe to late, if you bought Kinsella late, if you bought Trent late. You know, you need to pay a full market price for them. You know, maybe you do need to go a little bit lower here, but I, I don't. I just don't feel like having like cash is like a big problem for me right now. So I'm not really sure what I would do with all that extra money. Like, you know, if I and and then I just have no bench. You know, it's like I mean, COVID could still happen, right? It's like, yeah, we're not we're not seeing matches canceled, but we still are seeing one off players, right? I mean, that's Trossard zero points this week, right? Because he he got COVID and they just didn't want to get him out of the pitch, right? And you give him a little more time to recover or whatever. So like that's still going to happen. And so I don't like being that caught out bench wise. Broha is 5.2 million. <laughs> there are, there yeah. are 90 there minute go. a match strikers yeah. out there who yeah. are cheap as uh, cheap as all get out, you know, yeah. Mape 6.6. You can easily find um, three solid starting forwards under 7 million and make all your midfield yeah. dreams come true. So we're very high on Broha, but let's just, it's just not the right game week, I think to, mm-hmm. to target him. So yeah, I think we're, I think we're on the same, same page there. Brandon, that's the pod. Great. We ended up, it was basically one question that we spent an hour on and then a bunch of smaller ones. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to, I don't know about you. It's funny. Cause I haven't really 24 and 25 didn't like go great for me but for whatever reason i feel like my energy is back for fantasy i just, yeah. I'm, I'm just enjoying myself right now and um i don't know if it was because i was fighting with those people on twitter about Jaden sancho or what but i you know i just it feels it's just uh, maybe it's just the regular matches but I, I feel like you're feeling the same way like both of us i feel like both of us just have better energy right yeah. now and i think that winter with all the canceled matches was just a lot for everybody very much so yeah i think because now we have more certainty about matches being played now that we yeah. can see the end game like this is a really fun yeah. part of the season for fpl managers who have stuck with it through all of this where you you get to do this yeah. fun and end of season strategy and this is yeah. really where you know the the hardcore make make their bones yeah. so uh, exactly I'm, i've got yeah. five players on tuesday right yeah. like i mean who knows what's going to happen maybe all five of them blank but there, there's not likely it's fun you know it's not likely hopefully one of five right it's like yeah. you know so at least i've got a sweat though like that's part of the fun it's just like <laughs> yeah. who knows you know what's yeah. going to happen so yeah Absolutely. But yeah, good vibes from the cheaters going into Game Wing 26 and beyond. And if you want to uh, thank us for these vibes and catch some of the vibes, you can always support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go to check out the various pledge levels and what you get in return. There's more fantasy content you get in return, Josh. Um, So uh, do that at Patreon.com slash always cheating. Josh, say thank you to our producer patrons. I will say that. Look at that. I like to do the thank yous, Brennan. You usually do them. I think it's I, I think it's because I jump into the talk first and then I get to I get to ask yeah. you to do it. Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Fobrooks, Go Gang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostel, Anton Markoff, FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Sweeten, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Yuong, Martin Savage, Brian T, the Big Gaffer, Babas Kuhn, Bruce Kerr. Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FBL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Majoria. Shiv will be, Brandon will be seeing you soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Rom Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yunos, uh, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Kyle Vrabi, Todd Byerly, Alper Paxoy, Martin Obseth, Lee Hickman, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, 
I forgot a couple names at the top of this page, but I'm just realizing Jazz Benny and Francis Moore, managed by Lassa, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, the Saint, FPL Pessimist, Zurkin, Martin Savage, Brian T, the Big Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, Dave, James Holland, and last but not least, Dave Wagner Lodal. Wow, Thank Dave so got Dave yeah. got bumped into the bottom. Sorry <laughs> the about bottom that demotion, the Dave. <laughs> There's an order. There's an order when people became uh, supporters. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It really does help people to find the podcast, and we really appreciate it whenever you do it. Uh, if you could follow us on Twitter, that'd be great. Unfollow us if you don't like what I'm saying. I totally understand. Instagram at Hail Cheaters. Facebook at always Facebook.com slash always cheating. Email us hailcheaters at gmail.com. We get the occasional email and it's always um it's always fun to see. It's very I like it always like always a, a little like, longer it tends to be in the like getting a letter in the mail. And it's like getting a letter in the mail. And you can find the podcast and all also other information and the always cheating shop, of course, on alwayscheating.com. Mugs, t-shirts, etc. All there. Thank you for listening. Hope it forever. Good luck this weekend. Brandon, you want to say? I want to say hail cheaters and yeah, Embakani, uh, I know you're listening. We love you. <laughs> all right. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.